Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, March 27th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. It's my face is very zoomed in and Nick's camera's on the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And are we working? It's, it's giving me this blue light here. I, was about to say, I don't know. It, it's a Monday, though, for sure. Everything is uh, changed here. I know Rob was having issues this morning, and now it seems like we are having some Well, I guess we'll just go with the wide zoomed-in shot so. for me, uh, the awkward wide zoomed-in shot here. Uh, but uh, busy weekend for us, and a fun weekend for you, Colin, and Nick, as I'm talking to you, Colin. I, I know. I'm telling the people know. Uh, as you guys, uh, as we got word... That uh, the one, the only Robert Griffin III was checking out Shepherd practice on Saturday for their spring football. But not only was he checking out Shepherd spring practice, he also in the afternoon was throwing with uh, Tyson Bajan and some other Shepherd players getting ready for the pro day. Former Shepherd players, I should say. And uh, we got that scoop, and we were able to go down there. Or you guys were able to go down there and, and see them work out. What was your kind of? What'd you take in watching all that happen? Mainly just, you know, I mean, we've seen, obviously, Tyson Bajan throw the football around before, so we uh, didn't take, I don't think, too much away from the actual, like, workout. I mean, it was definitely cool to see, looks like ESPN's doing uh, something with Robert where they're going around and, and meeting up with all the uh, draft prospects. The and quarterback draft prospects. Yeah, the quarterback draft prospects, and he's kind of giving them some pointers and, and stuff like that, so that's pretty cool to see. Um Obviously, it was cool to meet, meet Robert, you know, a guy that... Big jealous over here. Right. And, and you always hear, you know, how nice of a guy he is, and, and he definitely is that. So, it's nice to see that in person, uh, that, you know, a guy that you grew up watching. You know, I was a fan of his, even though I wasn't a Washington fan necessarily, but uh, I always enjoyed watching his game at uh, Baylor and both with the Commanders, or I guess the Redskins at the time, and the uh, the Ravens, and then... Obviously, when he was the Browns, you know, that was a divisional rival, but he didn't really play there that long. So, um, you know, just a, a guy that, you know, really nice guy. And it was nice to see Tyson, Ronnie, and Brian all out there uh, getting their workout in. You know, the guys are having a good time. Uh, Wyatt was there as well, Pelicano. So, uh, you know, he was, of course, bringing the, the jokes as usual. He was out there <laughs> running routes. I asked Wyatt if uh, Tyson was going to be running routes at his pro day, you know, when Wyatt gets up to the – NFL level. <laughs> He's going to show up for his, run some routes, so why can show off that arm. But, uh, you know, uh, just some some good stuff, I think, from the guys. Uh, and they're excited, you know. All three of them are excited for the opportunity um, to go out there on 
tomorrow and uh, show their stuff. Joey Fisher will obviously be out there. Solomon Alexander will be out there as well for the Shepherds. Some two other Mountain East Conference players as well. Yep. Might as well make this announcement here. I believe we made it last week, but programming note, no show tomorrow. We'll have some social content on a Facebook and on our Twitter, as well as some other stuff in the coming days from the Shepherd Proto. So no live show tomorrow, no replay at 5 p.m. Uh, we will be down live at the Shepherd Pro Day. Logistical-wise, things didn't work out to do a live show, but we'll have stuff on social media and some packages for Wednesday. Uh, but, Colin, I know you were probably fangirling out a little bit. A little bit. It, it was definitely cool to see uh, who, in my opinion, is the best Washington quarterback that I've seen in my lifetime. And as Nick said, he, he's a great guy, and I want to thank him, even though he's not tuned in right now, but for giving us the time because – he didn't have to do that. He was there to film with ESPN and get that stuff done for their segment, but he took the time out of his day to also spend a few minutes uh, allowing us to interview him, and Nick did a great job on that, and we'll hear that shortly on today's show, and then also uh, saying hello to some other people that were there, taking pictures, uh, even signing a few autographs for some people. So great guy, and uh, it was awesome to see, and a great time at Shepard to get to see them just learning more different concepts for yeah. the professional level yeah and i think anytime as a player you know you get to be around a guy that's been through it before been in the nfl had some success uh you know that helps i think your process a little bit so um you know you hear from tyson ronnie and and brian and they all you know speak highly of uh robert and what he was able to i guess share with them on that day so just really cool uh and you know i think tyson bajan has allowed these guys to be to experience these things you know brian walker and ryan ronnie brown would never have gotten the opportunity to have a workout that's going to be shown on espn or work out with robert griffin the third uh you know if tyson bajan wasn't the quarterback at shepherd they might not even have that high of expectations to get drafted because obviously he helps make them a lot better uh, i mean they're they're talented players i'm not taking anything away from them but i mean if you had gone to shepherd and Shepard wasn't a successful team like they were, and a big reason for that success was Tyson. Um, you know, you wouldn't have that type of spotlight, type of uh, looks that they're now getting and opportunities to potentially play at the next level. So I think it's great that, you know, Tyson's, uh, I guess, done things for his, his teammates, even his former teammates, uh, Brewers out there as well. So, you know, it was definitely cool to see. And, uh, you know, just a small community kind of come together and rally around this guy and this group. All right, well, without further ado, let's hear the interviews. Which one do you want to start with? We'll start just playing back to back right, to back we'll to back. We'll start with RG3. Right? Uh, just crashing all these, uh, but uh, appreciate you guys coming up. Nick Verzellini out here with former Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Robert Griffin III. Robert, uh, you worked out with Tyson today, and uh, what was your thoughts on him and his game heading into the draft? Yeah, you know, I, I just worked out with Bryce Young a few weeks ago, and, and the same things that I can say about Bryce and how he's cool, calm, collective, and poised, you can say the same things about Tyson. So watching his drop, watching how he delivers the ball, uh, actually going on and run a couple routes with him, he throws the ball extremely hard, but he also understands how to use his touch. So I came away very impressed. Getting to know him today, getting to know his family, uh, I'm very excited for him going towards the draft. <laughs> you got to go by mommy. Go by mommy. <laughs> um, so, 
And then uh, for Tyson as well, uh, you obviously have experience being in the same similar situation uh, going through the draft process. What advice were you giving to him uh, about just this whole process and as he approaches the draft? Yeah, just to continue to, to be himself. I, you know, I grew up in Coppers Cove, Texas, 37,000 people, right? And that's a small town. He grows up here, 18,000 people, and I feel a connection there with him because you're just a small-town kid trying to go do big-time things. And I think his family upbringing, his father, uh, his mom, Casey, the way that they have instilled confidence in him shows up when he's in those interviews. It shows up when he talks to me. And he just has to keep going out and living his dream. I think if he gets a chance, an opportunity to get a foot in the door, as he told me, he's going to be really hard to get kicked out of it. How do you think he compares to the other quarterbacks in the draft? Uh, being a D2 guy, yep. people may think that there's a big drop-off. Do you see any drop-off there? Yeah, I don't see any drop-off, and the reason I say that is the draft process isn't really about who's the better quarterback. It's about who can they find the most knocks on. So when I look at every single recruiting, or not recruiting, but every uh, scouting report on Tyson, it's always great, 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 great D2 product. right? Great, 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 great didn't play at a D1 level, and they're just using that against him right now uh, but I think that once he gets into the building and a team drafts him and brings him in he'll be able to show them that he can play with these guys something that he said at the senior bowl I saw that quote from him and he went on and had an amazing senior bowl game going 17 or 22 I think he impressed a lot of people having three different offensive coordinators in college has provided him with a depth of knowledge to be able to learn another offense when he goes to the NFL and how to do different things uh, a different way or do things a different way and attack defenses I think NFL teams are going to find that out when they get him you met with the uh, Shepherd team earlier today. Yep. What was your message to them? Yeah, the message to the Shepherd team was first and foremost, they have a Heisman Trophy winner in Tyson, uh, Bajent, who shows them that it's possible. It doesn't matter what level of football that you play at. If you apply yourself, you dedicate yourself and improve and continue to improve like Tyson has, you can make it to the next level. First D2 quarterback ever to be invited to a senior bowl. You see him at the combine. He's laughing, smiling, having a great time. And I think he's an inspiration. And I talk to them about that, to go out, apply themselves, listen to their coaches, understand that every opportunity that they have on the field, they have to go out and find a way to get better. And then someday, maybe they could be the next Tyson Bajan. All right, Robert, thank you for your time, and uh, thanks. No problem. Sorry about the girls, you know. <laughs> My daughters, they, they love uh, just crashing all these uh, TV things, but uh, appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you. Much love. On Tuesday, to the best of my ability, and putting on a show for everybody in attendance. And how cool is it? We're here with Shepherd, or former Shepherd quarterback Tyson Bajan. Uh, Tyson, you got to work out with Robert Griffin the third today. What was that like for you? And what did you take away from that process? It was a lot of fun. You know, it was a RG three. You know, his name is is well known. You know, around around the United States uh, as a whole. So you know, he didn't have to be as cool as he was. He took the time out of his day to come to Little Shepherdstown, teach me a couple things, hang around my family, hang around you know a, a couple other athletes we have in this pro day. So it was a good day, and he, you know, he taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, what what were you uh, doing exactly with ESPN and all that? Um, I think they're doing a short. Uh, film so they've been following uh, me around periodically th throughout the last couple of days just kind of trying to dig a little bit deeper into my life what I what I like to do and then the whole football aspect of my life as you get ready for the pro day uh, 
starting on Tuesday, what are, what are, is there anything else you really need to do beforehand, or is this just kind of like one of those last couple of things that you're doing before the pro day? Nah, this is it. Is you know, other than you know, Zoom interviews and, and meeting with teams, this is the last time I get to showcase my my athletic ability, the way I throw the ball. Um, so I plan on um, executing 60 throws on Tuesday to the best of my ability and putting on a show for everybody in attendance. And how cool is it for you to get to have your teammates out here and they can kind of be a part of this process with you? I mean, nothing compares to it. Anytime I can put it on a family member or a friend, you know, it's a good it's a good day in my life. So able to, you know, bring people like RG3 around, people that I love, try to, you know, show them that, you know, famous people are cool, but at the end of the day, they're just, they're just people too. And Robert Griffin is, you know, super down to earth and does a great job, you know, just being a good person while also being a good analyst and athlete. So uh, it's cool whenever I'm able to do that. All right, Tyson, thank you, and uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Yes, sir, thank you. We're here with former Shepherd Rams tight end Brian Walker. Brian, uh, you've been getting ready for the draft and the pro day here this week. Uh, what's been your kind of pre-draft workout process for you? Um, my draft, you know, my workout for my for the draft coming up, the uh, pro day, has been real uh, tedious, real technical, real boring. Uh, I'd say it's real uh, for the combine. You know, we're just getting ready for these specific drills, so it's not as much as like getting in shape as much as getting the fundamentals down of the drill. So that's why I, that's when I, that's what it is when I say like tedious work. It's just doing the same thing over and over again, just getting the technique right. Today you got to uh, work out with Tyson and RG3. Yep. Uh, what was that like, and what did you kind of take away from that workout? Uh, it was awesome, you know, to be on the field with two great quarterbacks. It was, you know, it's a, not, not a dream come true, but it's a dream, you know, just to be out there with, you know, great NFL players, future NFL players, and uh, to kind of run with the speed that um, they play at, you know. Working out with Robert, he's obviously been through this process uh, and had success in the league. Uh, anything that you took away from that he maybe told you guys that you want to make sure that you keep in your back of your mind? Yeah, he talked about the pro day and just having fun with it. Stay calm, relax, and just remember why you're out here and why you fell in love with the game. Brian, any uh, thoughts about how you'll do at the pro day and what particular, I guess, you want to showcase? Yeah, I want to showcase my route running. I want to showcase my speed, and I want to showcase um, just I want to showcase how much effort I put into this day coming up. All right, Brian, thank you. We'll be at the pro day, and uh, best of luck on Tuesday and with the rest of this process. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We're here with former Shepherd Rams running back Ronnie Brown. Ronnie, uh, last time we talked to you was after you declared for the draft. Uh, what's been the pre-draft process like for you? You went to the NFLPA Bowl and, and all that. So what has been kind of the feedback you've been getting? Um, I talked to all 32 teams. Uh, the feedback's been crazy and really great. You know, um, I was down Florida in X3 training with Tyson and uh, Joey Fisher. Um, was working hard for the three, four months that we were down here. Um, put my numbers up. They said I have a really great chance of um, showing the scouts what I can do. And it's uh, been pretty good, a pretty great experience and a great journey. Today you got to work out with Tyson again and uh, former NFL and Heisman Trophy winner uh, Robert Griffin III. What was that like? What did you kind of take away from Robert in, in meeting with him? Uh, man, it was amazing, dude. He's a, a great uh, quarterback, uh, both of them, I should say. Uh, great to learn from both of them. And, you know, great to be back out there with Tyson, catching the passes from him. Uh, it was just amazing and a great memory and a great moment to remember forever. Anything uh, in particular that I guess maybe Robert said about the, the process that you, you want to, I guess, uh, bring to your, your draft process here? 
Just stay humble, work hard, and uh, stay down until you make it. You know, um, keep working hard, and great things are going to come. So Tuesday, pro day. Uh, what are some things that you're looking forward to about that, and, and what are you hoping to get out of the pro day? Um, hoping to put up some great numbers, man. I'm, I'm excited because I get the opportunity to fulfill a, a long life dream of mine. Um, I'm gonna run a four three. 3-9 on the 5-10-5, the you know, in the L drill, do a 6-9, 6-8. So hopefully great numbers of what I'm telling you right now show up on the chart at uh, Tuesday at Pro Day. All right, Ronnie, we'll be there for the Pro Day, uh, but best of luck to you the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, those interviews in order with Robert Griffin III, Tyson Bajan, Brian Walker, and Ronnie Brown. That was a TV10 exclusive, guys, as we got the uh, – we got the uh, the hint that he was going to be there, and I said, all right, how about you guys go? And shout out to you all for getting down there and uh, being the only media in the area to do so. Yeah, it was definitely cool to get a chance to talk to those guys. And, uh, you know, I think all three of them have great chances of getting at least a look in the NFL. Tyson, you know, we think will probably get drafted. Joey Fisher, of course, you got to throw him in there. And even Solomon Alexander, I mean, you never know what could happen. Uh, if he tests well tomorrow, uh, he could get an opportunity. Uh, I think it's interesting, you know, talking to Ronnie. Obviously, he has high goals for what he's going to do and, and talked to him a little bit off camera. And, you know, he just talked about how the testing and everything, it's all, you know, about those those little mistakes that you could make. Um, and he thinks he could run at the slowest of 4-4, four, four, and that's if he just doesn't have the best technique. Um, but realistically, he thinks he's going to run at four three, or or even maybe a little bit better than that, maybe in the four two eight range if he gets a real good run in. Um, you know, I think if he runs from four three to four three five, uh, that number is going to jump off at a lot of people, and uh, you know, give him a good opportunity to at least get a training camp invite and and maybe do some things as a return man in the league. Um, you know, for Brian Walker, he has the size. How well will he test? How well will he look catching the football, running routes? Uh, that's all going to be important. But, I mean, I think he's one of the more underrated players uh, on the Shepherd team. You know, he had a great season this past year, so there's some potential there. And, of course, Joey and Tyson are the two guys that people expect to have the best chance of making it into the league. And, you know, that makes sense. I mean, obviously Tyson's – probably going to get selected on day three and joey's got a chance to get selected on day three but will most likely get a rookie mini camp and then a uh, training camp invite so i mean you know this is an exciting time to be a shepherd fan uh it's an exciting time to see how these guys uh continue with their careers professionally and you know these are all really talented players so i think tomorrow's a great opportunity and to showcase what they have and what shepherd's been building here over the last couple of seasons with this program. And um, I'm just excited to see, you know, these guys because they're all really good guys too. And you just wish them the best of luck because they've worked hard. Yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's pro day. And just to put Ronnie Brown, uh, who's saying that he's going to run a 4-3 tomorrow in the 40, uh, just to put that into perspective, um, looking at everybody's 40 from the combine, 4-3 would be the fastest. The fastest one that was ran there was a 4-3-2. So even if he's somewhere in that 4-3 range, he'd be in the top three of that. So looking forward to seeing him, the uh, five total Shepherd Rams. And now I believe it's up to four other non-Shepherd Rams is what I heard from 
Coach McCook. So uh, if you can make it out tomorrow to Shepherd to see the pro day, it starts at 11 and it's open. Yeah, it is on, on the social media, experience. on the Shepherd football social media page of Shepherd Athletics, they'll give you some more details there. Uh, but pretty big thing, RG3 coming to town for an ESPN special with Tyson Bajan. Uh, expect, didn't expect anything less with Travis Bajan involved because he's been on ESPN with a feature before. Uh, but Tyson will write his own book here and we'll follow it as long as we can. Again, we'll be out there tomorrow for the pro day. No live show from 12 to 1 or re-aired from 5 to 6. We'll have you covered on social media with some content from the pro day. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will continue today's edition of the Sports Mix. Talk some high school, local area baseball and softball preview tonight's broadcast, plus more. On the other side of this break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. Car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. To get the best opportunity to be seen and recruited, join the American Legion Post-14 Hornets baseball team. Managed by Trip Tobin, Post-14 will prepare you for the next level by playing the best possible schedule, along with an experienced coaching staff and alumni coming back to help guide you through the process. Brings up Kamian Gonzalez with runners on the corners. Runner from first going, and it's a fair ball down the third baseline by Gonzalez. That's going to allow one to score. The Berkeley Post-14 Hornets are the premier Legion baseball team in the area. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Programming note once again tomorrow, no show, uh, as we'll be down at the Shepherd Pro Day. And Colin, what were you saying during the break? That uh, that 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 segment with Tyson will likely be... What I was told, because I asked the uh, crew that was there for ESPN when this would air, and they said sometime 
around the uh, NFL draft when it starts. I'm expecting it to be that week. Yeah, they'll I probably do the an NFL starts Thursday. I yeah. believe is when it. They'll probably do an NFL week, so. live on all the quarterbacks if they're yeah. doing that. Like I'm assuming they'll do some big special program. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, probably something that they air every year. Yeah. Is it was it Hey Rookie? Is that what it probably is? No, because he's on uh, NFL Network. Uh, was that on NFL Network or was that ESPN? No, that was NFL Network. Okay. I think he did it last year. The year Robert Griffin did it last year with somebody else. I. Was it's reading. probably something a little bit different, but it's a yeah. similar type thing. You yeah, know? yeah, they they talk to you, they meet your family. They, yeah, yeah, have a little bit of insight. You, you always see there's always a lot of insight on some of these quarterbacks. It's because they do things like this. So, right. uh, but that's pretty cool, and uh, you might see two familiar faces in the video on the sidelines. Exactly, you may, you or may. you may not. They might edit us out. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Talk some EPAC would be baseball. Too distracting for. I mean, you uh, almost caught a pass. Game. It's true. Yeah, I could have caught a pass because it went through the arms of the intended receiver. receiver. Yeah. And All right, to us. We'll talk some EPAC baseball. Only two games happened over the weekend due to the rain, uh, and that was Hedgesville. They had a double dip with Greenbrier East at Greenbrier East Friday and Saturday. Let me pull that up right here. As the Eagles beat them twelve to two on Friday, and uh, it was a ten run rule game in six innings. They put up six in the second and six six in the sixth. Lane DeLotter, who glad to see him back in the lineup after that scare that he had last week after getting into an automobile accident. From what we understand, he went five innings, two hits, two runs, three walks, nine strikeouts. Mason Elliott came in, cleaned things up, one inning, two walks, one strikeout. But an overall good game for the Eagles. Braylon Connor at the top of the lineup, three for four with three RBIs. Pence came in at one, went one for five with two RBIs. An RBI apiece from Michael Nichols, Jackson Ruest, Canarium, French, and DeLauder. So, as well as Gano and Rivera Sosa on Friday. So that was a good game. Unfortunately, they fell fourteen to four on Saturday. It was a tough day for the Eagles. As uh, couldn't get a lot going, Canarium was able, only able to go two innings, giving up five runs, four earned. Pence gave up two. Gano gave up six with one earned. Uh, so, you know, after a good game Friday, a uh, four-air game on Saturday for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, early in the season, so still have kind of those ups and downs as you fill out or figure out your rotation uh, and who's going to pitch, you know, well for you. But Hedgesville and Martinsburg, they finished their game – uh, tomorrow yep. we'll have that one so get to see the eagles again it's a one nothing deficit in the third longest baseball game ever you know like a week-long game now so still going i think Colin. it's been more than that and it maybe brings up the point Two of weeks, a tough uh saturday game because you have to remember since it's a continuation of a game tuesday you got to throw those same pitchers, put out those same players. Well, so, I mean, to, you yeah. don't have to, but, but they're not going you to. Might you never know what they're going to do? I don't think the Eagles will. Lane DeWater pitch Friday, maybe he could, but he pitched eighty three on Friday. It, it is tough in that scenario because it, no matter what, definitely messes your rotation up unless you do those substitutions. But, but then, you could just throw a bullpen game. Yeah, just throw one know. inning each. You got three, four innings total. I mean, four innings left to but pitch. But it's tough because that's a section game. It, it matters. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it's a big game. From that perspective, Collins, right? You know, it yeah. does. It does matter, and you know how you're going to manage it. Um, because also, I, I wonder. You know, does your pitch count reset 
or does it continue I, I from that point? I don't forward? know. I, I'd assume that it would reset because it's still right. a new day, even yeah. though it's not, it's not a, a new, new game. game. Yeah, technically. All right, I don't know. We'll have to talk to Trip Tobin today. But your Maybe stats would say the same. So, like, if Carson Bieber does keep pitching, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. We'd be I'll like, figure out. We'll figure out some details tonight. At least, yeah, we'll at least on the Martinsburg but, side, as we'll have their game tonight. We'll preview that. Momentarily, but that due to the rain was the only game that had only two games that happened over the weekend. But tonight, a busy night throughout the area. Uh, let me pull up the schedule here as uh, the Eagles travel to take on Jefferson, a big key conference game here in the EPAC. That's at 6 p.m. Musselman hosts East Hardy at 6 as well, and Martinsburg hosts Washington tonight. Uh, Jefferson Hedgesville is a big early season matchup. Yeah, and that's another game where you got to have, you know, your best pitching available. So, you know, I think both Hedgesville and Martinsburg are in tough situations here, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, everybody's going to make the playoffs at the end of the day anyways. You're going to have to beat the teams in your section to make it to regionals, or you're going to have to beat the best team in the other region to make it to the state tournament. So while, you know, we, we put a lot of value on these regular season games, it is just a regular season game, and while it affects – you know how somebody might vote for you at the end of the season you still got to go through those teams anyway if you want to be the best team in the area so you know you don't want to obviously mess up your your long-term success with one game here early in the season um, against Hedgesville tomorrow so I think when you're looking at it that way from Martinsburg's perspective and Hedgesville's you know for them they're not trying to mess up things against Martinsburg tomorrow so you know Jefferson's an important game here tonight uh, that should be a good one. You know, we'll see if Jefferson's bats can get going. And, and for Hedgesville, they want these these EPAC wins. You know, they want to prove themselves against the EPAC because that's been a struggle the last season, and you don't want it to carry over this season with such a uh, veteran and experienced team. You know, you expect this team to be toward the top of the league standings when uh, the regular season's over. So should be a good game. You know, we'll see uh, how Coach Grove manages his staff. And, uh, you know, obviously always tough when you're taking on a Jefferson team. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the games tonight. But looking at Hedgesville and Jefferson, it's two teams right now that are very different than one another. I know we said that Hedgesville had a lot of experience coming in, but we still haven't really seen the experience be a big difference in games in this area for them just yet maybe in the long run the experience helps them out but right now I, I think you still have to give the edge to Jefferson who has a really good program when you look from elementary school all the way up with the little, little league, league system to the high school system it's a great tradition that they have and a top 10 team in Jefferson going up against Hedgesville it's a big test for the Eagles. Definitely is a big test for the Eagles here, but the game we'll have on our Airwaves TV station and on YouTube will be Washington at Martinsburg. That game set for 7 p.m. first pitch. 640 will be the pregame. Owen Rubenthal will be on the mound for the Bulldogs. He's only pitched one inning so far this season, faced five batters, um, and he got the save in that opportunity, giving up one hit, one run while striking out three, but that'll be a big uh, big opportunity, first start opportunity for uh, this young guy on the Bulldogs team who's going to get an opportunity now to earn more pitching. Yeah, well, when talking to Coach Byler, you know, um, his thought process, at least based on the preseason and everything, and, is that Carson Buber and Michael Lupus will kind of lead the rotation, and then 
Owen Rubenthal is expected to be the third starter. So along with Ben Rise and Weber. Yeah. But uh he he's excited about him and he pitched well the other night uh when they needed him to close out that game against Jefferson. So he's had a little taste of uh EPAC baseball. Gets a start here tonight against Washington, a team that is still a team that we don't really know how to uh I guess judge at this point because They've had some dominating wins against some lesser competition, but have struggled against tougher competition. So, you know, it three kind of three. depends on who pitches here tonight for Washington. We'll kind of decide on where you're leaning in terms of what their chances are to win tonight. Uh, but they do have a talented team. You know, Colin Reed, Cam Moore lead that group. Uh, they have Dunbar as well. They have a few other kids that can play. Uh, but so far, based on the early part of the season – you know, this looks like Martinsburg should win based on the fact that Washington has been up and down. But if Colin Reed's out there, we obviously like Washington's chances to make it close and uh, be competitive. So I still like this Washington team, uh, but it, it's slow start and kind of inconsistency gives you a little bit of concern early in the year. How competitive will they be toward, against the top competition in the EPAC? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first conference game for Washington? They played Musselman and lost They've 4 played, nothing. Okay. So it's the second, and we remember from last year this Washington team was really road warriors. That's kind of the nickname we dubbed them last year because yeah. they were really impressive in their road games uh, compared to their home games. They had a better record on the road, surprisingly, and that never phased them. I, I don't expect it to phase them tonight. But, yeah, the inconsistency and just really tough to judge this team because out of the six, I guess, only one conference game, and we haven't got to see them makes it even tougher but I expect it still nonetheless to be a competitive night tonight between Washington and Martinsburg but I still think you got to pick Martinsburg just with the reason is uh their start of the year yeah 5-0 I mean, is a great start 5-0 and looking to make it 6-0 and will be on the air 640 for the pregame it'll be myself Trip Tobin Nick Verzellini on the call 640 on radio tv and wrnr tv on youtube uh check out on facebook here in the next couple hours we'll have the link to the youtube uh, link, but uh, that will do it uh, for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinet is a designer betting outdoor living and his family on an operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com. When we get back, uh, we'll talk a uh, it became official this morning for Marshall as they name a new women's basketball coach. We'll talk about that quickly and the deal that she got. Plus, uh, March Madness. Very madness as uh, Final Four teams have all been decided. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for your Monday, March 27, 2023. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here last show until Wednesday as we'll be out at the Shepherd Pro Day tomorrow. Uh, we'll be posting stuff on social media as well as you'll see some features later on in the day and the week. Uh, no live show tomorrow from 12 to 1 or no re-air from 5 to 6. And then I'll be out on Wednesday and Thursday. So Colin and Nick will hold things down here in the studio. Uh, before we get into March Madness, though, as uh, as we predicted weeks back, weeks back, probably the beginning of the month, uh, that uh, Marshall Women's Basketball, after they announced that uh, head coach Tony Kemper uh, was heading back to where he coached before at Central Arkansas, uh, was looking for a new head coach. And, you know, this is kind of an importance to this area because former Shepherd basketball player Abby Beeman now plays for the Thundering Herd, had a heck of a first season down there for the Herd. Uh, they have a new head coach. They've now tabbed Division II national champion head coach for the Glenville State Pioneers, Kim Stevens. She'll be the new head coach for the Marshall Thundering Herd women's basketball team on a seven-year deal. Um, I think this is, a good, this is a good thing. We predicted it was going to happen at, Took till the Glenville State team lost in the playoffs to uh, the top-ranked team Ashland over the weekend in the national semifinals. Obviously, for this to become official, but uh, is a move everybody kind of the worst-kept secret in the state of West Virginia over the last month. Yeah, it's a good hire. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she continues with uh, what we know as the, or kind of dubbed it as basically like hockey substitutions for her uh, program at Glenville State during the time you'd see uh, every, what, two minutes or so sometimes? Maybe not always that quick, but they'd go full substitutions, four plus maybe even sometimes five players going in and out off the bench to keep players fresh, and we've really talked about it off the air texting with uh, 
Dylan Bishop as well. Will that transition to the Division One level? I I, I think they're going to give it a chance, and we'll have to just wait and see. But I don't think she changes it up because that's her style. I don't know. I just don't know if that translates to the Division One. None of us know until you try it, though. But I don't see – they have a player like Abby Beeman. I don't see her ever coming off the court, but a couple times – I mean, she, her average last year, she led the team in minutes 35 yeah. or 36 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on your personnel if she wants to do something like that. Um, so maybe down the line, Marshall runs that type of system, but maybe initially that's not the case. But also we know at the transfer portal you can completely change the kind of team you have in just a couple of weeks. So – that's another thing to note, you know, how many of these Marshall players stick around. Uh, you know, will even Abby stick around? I mean, we don't know for certain. That's I would true. think so. Uh, because I think the main reason why she left Shepard was not so much that uh, – or she left Shepard, but she didn't follow Coach Eck, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like necessarily that it was the coaching situation. I mean, I think if Coach Eck had stayed, maybe she stays at Shepard. Um but it wasn't that she was attached to the coach. Yeah. So I don't know if she would leave and follow Coach Kemper or anything like that. But she's got one year of eligibility left as well. So Right. So I think she probably plays her final season here at Marshall and the, and they have some success. But this is a good hire. I mean, whether she does a substituting or not, there's more to the game of basketball than how you sub your players. Um, so, you know, she obviously has had a lot of success. With that kind of in and out substitution, but you don't have she doesn't have to necessarily continue to do that if that's not what she feels like is the best for this Marshall team. Um, but you know, can she bring that success to Marshall? And uh, I think you know she's obviously a good coach. So I have a lot of confidence that she will. And Marshall hasn't had postseason success. Yeah, that, that's in a long the time. more sp- specific success that you're looking for. It's the postseason success that she well i mean regular season too i think they were the eighth seed heading into the tournament so i mean i mean it seemed like this whole season they were up and down up and down up three then they lose three then they win three and it just and if you want to have postseason success realistically you need to be toward the top of the conference usually to do that and and i think she hopefully can do that and i think 1997 was the last time marshall went dancing i think it's the only time potentially yeah uh so you know they'd love to obviously see that again happen and with kind of some crazy runs in the tournament, you never know what can happen now in women's basketball. It seems to be uh, growing, and the sport seems to be uh, getting better. And how will she recruit, too? Because Marshall's been big on always recruiting in-state. Do they continue to take in-state players? or How many transfers will she have from Glenville Right, State? exactly. Yeah. How many transfers we're going to leave from this current Marshall team? That's a couple questions that will have to be answered as things go on. i got two takes on this. One is... Uh, Air Armor comments, excellent hire for Marshall. Wish WVU could have gotten Coach mm-hmm. Stevens. Uh, this is not me. My dis- I don't have any disdain towards West Virginia. People think I do. I really don't. I think that was too much of a jump for her. I, think, I don't disagree with that. I think going from Division two to major Division one basketball, that's a little much for a coach that you know you did win a national championship i think going to a mid-major is perfect for a coach like her staying in state i mean her dad was a coach at parkersburg south high school so a lot of like very rich basketball rich family here in the state of west virginia but i think it was a great hire by marshall and i like the seven-year deal they're kind of betting on her to be good at their level but if she's too good if she wants to go to that mid that major level guess what team's gonna have to pay marshall to buy her out of her contract Uh 
So smart move on Marshall, looking to the future on that point, if she's going to be as successful as everybody thinks she has. Um, and that now we know why Marshall Board of Governors called a emergency athletics meeting last week as uh, the athletic committee is, you know, heads up the athletic committee on the Board of Governors. I believe you said it's uh, Chris Miller. Right? Yeah, Chris yep. Miller. He was on Rob's show last week, candidate for governor in the next section or the next election for governor. Uh, but moving on here, uh, just wrap up, Nick, any wrap up thoughts? Colin, any wrap up nope. thoughts before we? I'm good. All right. Uh, major weekend of March Madness as uh, we now have the final four team set. Gonzaga loses. I was the last person of the four of us, including Dylan in our, in our brackets, to have our na- my national champion left. They broke my heart. Uh, but They uh, always do. <laughs> It's pretty wild, uh, the team set in this Final Four, guys. Yeah, it's definitely a weird Final Four. I was kind of rooting for Gonzaga, even though that was your pick, Spencer, which I don't know then why I was rooting, because I would have to hear about it until the end of the time. that Spencer. Well, you're going to have to hear about champion. it from Dylan, because he won our bracket group this year. So yeah, I don't know how that happened. Race. How did that I mean, happen? He won the bracket group, but like... I don't get how the bracket group everybody. runs. How does the scoring for Nobody that work? Got anything. You'd have to look at the details. But. You know, there's upsets and everything. that. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping Gonzaga would win because Mark Few's been a great coach, and I think he uh, deserves to get over the hump and, and win one, but just hasn't been able to do that. Um, so now I guess I'm rooting for Miami because I think Jim Laranega is one of the best coaches Avery in college be basketball. And uh, what he's been able to do, you know, coaching at not traditional basketball powers and bringing them success at George Mason uh, and now at Miami. You know, this is his second trip to the Final Four as a head coach. He's been to multiple Elite Eight, Sweet 16. So um, he's had a lot of success, and I think he's a great coach. I want to see him get a national championship. That I think that's the one thing he needs to get into the Hall of Fame. I think yeah. this Final Four trip probably puts him in, but if he were to win the national title this year, uh, he got nominated last year, I think people would vote him in. Uh, based on that momentum so you know great coach there and you know, that's kind of who i'm hoping comes away with it but we'll just have to wait and see it's a weird year you know you got it FAU, is a weird year, san yeah. diego state on the other one like that's yeah. not very it's a historic year yeah. yeah i know it doesn't seem appealing but for basketball fans like we are just sports fans in general it's a history making march madness because three of the four programs in the final four are in there for the first time ever and Florida Atlantic, I mean, as a nine seed, that is a crazy run for them, and they're about to see a huge boost in revenue, probably in applications as well. well they're moving to the American Conference. They're moving to a bigger conference, so that's going to help them out tremendously now being in the Final Four. Miami, I, I, I didn't realize that this is their first Final Four appearance, but it is for them as well. San Diego State, and then your most experienced school in there. It's a four seed this year in UConn, so it's crazy just to think that you're going to see a four, a five, a five, or a nine in the national championship, and that's what makes March Madness great. You like to think, though, and some people probably make the argument, yes, a 64-team bracket doesn't always give you the best national champion. Is it a true national champion? Nine times out of ten, would these teams beat your top four teams in the country before the March Madness began, and you'd probably say no, but th- that's what makes it fun and different than college football, per se, with a four-team playoff right now. Right, yeah. and everybody has a shot in college exactly. basketball, realistically. And, you know, you've seen teams get to the Final Four, and this is typically where those Cinderella's, those mid-majors runs end. But in this year, 
where it's San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic, like you could see Florida Atlantic winning that mm-hmm. game and actually playing for a national championship. And like that's crazy to think that Florida Atlantic out of Conference USA might actually play for a national championship. And I would almost lean toward picking them over San Diego State. I think San Diego State's defense is really tough and that will make it, you know, a fun game. It just truly shows how much the transfer portal in the world of NIL now that we live in has changed things. I believe I saw, at least for Miami, this year's team with how many transfers and NIL deals they have, it's a total of $2.2 million. That's how this is really changing. That's a reason why they were the regular season ACC champs and now a team in the Final Four. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I think UConn probably has the best team. They'll probably win it, but I'd like to see Miami get it done. Final four set for Saturday at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, beginning at 6.09 tip-off between number nine, Florida Atlantic, number five, San Diego State, then follows that at 8.49 roughly. That could change depending on how long uh, the game lasts. Uh, Between... At 849 between number five, Miami, number four, UConn. Uh, looking at the early line for the San Diego State favored by two with the over-under 131 in that game. And UConn, the favorite at five, minus five and a half and the over-under 149 in that game. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, that the UConn is so it's very spread apart with five and a half. Well, I mean, UConn's been blowing everybody out in the tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, they've looked like the best team overall. Uh, Miami, it looked like they were going to lose to Texas. I mean, they were down for the count. You know, I had kind of given up on them. And then all of a sudden you look up and they're in the lead and they end up winning the game. Kind of a crazy comeback Yeah, they there. score 88 points and only made two three-pointers in the entire game. Yeah. It's insane. Definitely has been a fun tournament, yeah. memorable tournament. Um you know, no not your typical ones. tournament, but I think it's good to have some some different some outliers. Yeah, that's the that's... fun of college basketball. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll have all the action on Talk Radio WRNR. I believe there'll be an hour pregame show beginning at five p.m. from Westwood One. We'll have it as well as next Monday the third will be the national championship game. It's a nine twenty tip off. I don't like it. I don't like they it at all. But, it. but I believe we'll have the tournament weird. today pregame show, and I believe maybe even 7.30 that will begin. I'll double-check on that. Uh, but uh, that will do it for this segment as we uh, will wrap things up after this two-minute break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Commander's Bidding War has begun. We need A new name has entered the uh, fray for who could be potentially bidding on the name, or excuse me, bidding on the Commanders. Plus, uh, it's official. Uh, Lamar wants out, and we'll talk uh, NFL rules. Plus, more on the other side of this break. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? 
Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Mayor's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call them at 304-263-4343 as we wrap things up. About five minutes left in today's program. Uh, Lamar Jackson tweeting earlier today that uh, he did request a trade back on March 2nd, and he is thanking Ravens Nation, Flock Nation, whatever you want to call it, and he's out, basically. Maybe. And he hasn't been traded yet. But he said, I'm out. See you again soon. That's what he said in the tweet. Uh, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I think he's either being traded or sitting out. I don't see him playing. Do you, honestly? I don't really care at this point. I'm like, kind of like, hey, if Lamar wants out, let him go. Find somebody else. I mean, he hasn't been on the field the last two years anyway. So, you know, he's missed the most important part of the season, the end of the season. And uh, <laughs> I just don't see really what he wants. I mean, he's available right now to negotiate with other teams, and nobody has came out and got him offered him so you know he's tested his value the ravens are still sitting there and he's i mean it it seems to have come to a stalemate at this point uh typically when a player though requests a trade i mean there's not really much else you can do to salvage the uh, relationship so i'm not sure if there's any of that left but also i think you know when a guy's been hurt like he's been hurt um it's a big risk. I don't know how many teams are willing to give him that contract that he wants. It's clear as that to me right now that nobody's That's willing true. to do it. So, um, yeah, I kind of think that either Lamar needs to realize that or he needs to, or the Ravens will move on and, and, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he's a good player, but he has not really shown much to me uh, based on the last couple of seasons. You know, he's been hurt and also his numbers have gone down. Uh, he's still winning games at a high rate, but besides that, you know, 
he doesn't seem to be improving. So I think there seems to be, you know, this thing that like, oh, the Ravens are going to fall apart without Lamar Jackson. And yes, on paper, uh, they won't be a very good team without him at quarterback, but I think they could find another quarterback down the line. And uh, But who? I don't know. Do you go the draft route? Do you try to go to one of these teams looking at the top five picks to go for a big quarterback and try to trade there so that Baltimore can maybe go younger, get a rookie, or do you go for a veteran, which there's not many left right now? Right. I mean, maybe not this next season are they going to be you know in a great situation, but I just I trust the organization that their history tells me that they'll find a way to get, stay still find a way to be competitive, and I don't think. It's Lamar Jackson or 20 years of losing. Could be. Who knows? You could be like the Commanders. I could, but, I mean, just history tells me that. It, it does tell be. you that, but you never know. And speaking of the Commanders, as we're wrapping up time here, according to the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan in D.C., uh, former Duke basketball star Brian Davis is reportedly offering $7 billion for the Commanders. That would be the last mystery bidder that was suspected to be out there. Uh, this could be why the sales dragged on a lot longer than people have thought, and people thought kind of was going to come to an end this week, but could could not. Who knows? Or I Dan mean, Snyder's bringing started. in Lamar, and that will save his job. Everybody will job. say, hey, uh, Dan, you got us Lamar. We love you now. I don't think that's I don't happening. think we're ever saying those words ever in a sentence, and shame on you for saying it. Yeah, I'm saying hypothetically. I don't even want to think that. I think a lot of the no. fans would forgive him. No. No, I think they would. Zero I would not. Fans would forgive him. I think some would. If he doesn't sell, I don't know if I can be a fan of the Commanders anymore. Same. And right now, the way the Ravens are going, I don't know if I'd jump ship to there. Yeah, I'd rather be a fan you. of the freaking Eagles uh, at that point. Steelers. No, I'm never being an Eagles fan. <laughs> that was okay. Uh, but pretty interesting. We didn't get to the, the rules segment, though. Kind of sad. Hmm? Kind of sad we didn't get to this rules segment. There's yeah. still time. I mean, we, we have a minute left. Around. Nah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, we'll be at the Pro Day tomorrow for Shepherd Football. No show at 12, no re-air at, at uh, 5 p.m., and then I'll be out on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but Nick and Colin will hold down the fort then, so uh, that will wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, pretty cool that we had Robert Griffin III on our show today. Nick will be able to catch up with him on Saturday at, uh, as he worked out with Tyson Bajan and some other former Shepherd Football players ahead of the Pro Day. Uh, but uh, once again, we'll have Martinsburg Baseball tonight as they host Washington. Pre-game coverage at 6.40. First pitch set for 7 p.m. And then we'll have the completion of Hedgesville versus Martinsburg tomorrow. 5.50 will be on the air. 6 p.m. Uh, resuming action. And then a game Thursday, Martinsburg at Musselman. And then a doubleheader at Martinsburg on Saturday. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. Nick and Colin will talk to you on Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be back on Friday. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg. Shepherdstown. Charlestown.